This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, Bachelor Happy Hour? We are so, so, so dang excited to be here with you all today because we have an extra fun, very special episode of Happy Hour coming up. I feel like this is the episode that everybody has been asking us for. I know, Becca, you and I have talked about this, that we have started this season and we've talked to a lot of wonderful people, but it was time to bring the queens. Gabby and Rachel on. And so that is who we're going to be talking with today. And I could not be more excited. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. Just like all of our listeners, I have also been asking our team when we can get these two women on because I know their schedules are absolutely crazy. They need a break from all the press that they're doing, all the traveling that they're doing. But... I want to start this episode just bringing them on right away. We obviously usually do recaps, but like, why do a recap when we have the women of the season here to give us all the behind the scenes, just have the ultimate girl chat. So Michelle, let's just skip everything and bring on Gabby and Rachel right now. <laughs> let's go. 
Welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. Rachel and Gabby, we are so excited to have you both. We've been asking about you both for weeks. I know that your schedules are crazy busy. So welcome. We're so excited. This is the first time where we have had four official bachelorettes all on one screen. This is crazy. Hey, this is a moment. Okay, okay. I, like I need to take a photo of all of us. But how are you both doing? Good. It's been crazy. And, you know, starting to watch everything back, I think we're just in a whirlwind right now. Mm-hmm. Gabby, what about you? How are you feeling about everything? Because, you know, going through it is one thing, but watching it back is another thing. It's like, I feel like watching it back is still a part of our journey and kind of almost reliving it, but seeing it from different people's perspectives. So it's just like, I feel like you just go right back into where you left off. Mm -hmm. It's so weird seeing yourself on the screen too. Like every single time you think about, we've talked about this, Becca, what Becca had a phrase. I had a phrase, Gabby and Rachel, I want to know your phrase. Like what is the phrase that you've been watching on the screen and you feel like you say over and over again, or like the, the different movement that you make over and over again? Everyone yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Rachel? I'm for sure the nodding. And then yes. we're sitting across from each other. I can see I start doing it like back to her. Like I'm like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, I'm we're like mirroring each other. I what? know. It's hard it, not to. I've always done it, but I didn't. I, love it. I, I hadn't you you don't know your mannerisms and your tics until you like watch it back. You're like, mm-hmm. I had no idea my voice sounded like this. I don't know that I'm like incessantly <laughs> nodding, but I can't help it. I and love it. It's like when I'm paying attention. If I'm not like paying attention, then and you Gabby, would know. I feel like with the nodding, your response is always, "Yeah, totally." Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, you do yeah. say yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah, say yeah a lot. Lean into like any sentence. I'm like, yeah. I want to ask you. Actually, I want to ask all three of you this because this is not something that I don't. I've been able to ask leads before, but. Okay, when I was filming, I always thought, you know, the fun part's going to be when it airs. Like, this is the hard part now Now filming. The fun part will come. And getting out of all of that now and being a few years removed, it, it was switched for me. Like, the fun part was definitely the filming. And then the hard part was when it was airing. Have you all experienced that, too? I hate watching. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you get pre-episode anxiety every Not Monday? So much. I just, I loved filming it and I think we had so much fun and it kind of sometimes just feels like you're living life and no one's going to see it because you do forget the cameras and then you start watching everything back and it's just... I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm laughing right now because Gabby's yeah. nodding. Um, one thing that Michelle and I were just talking about before we brought you two on is there is a Bachelorette Bible that has been lost somewhere in the universe. I received it from Rachel, Caitlin, and JoJo on my season. I had sent it, I believe, during Tasha's season. I don't know if she got it. I don't have no idea where it is now. But I did take pictures before I sent it. So have you guys, first of all, heard of the Bachelorette Bible? Oh, I think we could use it. Group chat was real. So well, first, you also I didn't say first the group chat. There's a <laughs> for those of you who don't who don't know a full bachelorette group chat. As soon as like you come on the squad or a part of the team, you get added to this group chat. Um, we, Gabby, Gabby and Rachel got added a little late. <laughs> That was but all of our faults. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually we'll add you all during your premiere and. 
I don't know. All of us were busy. I don't know what happened, but we just brought you on this week. What was that like being invited to this official Betty group chat? Because that's the nickname Betty's. What was it being invited to it? And like, what was your reception? Because I feel like there was so much love and support from all of us being thrown your way. There's a lot of us. Damn. Yeah. What was that like? It was crazy. Yeah. I think it was, it was so nice getting all the support. And as I was saving names, then it became real. Like, I can't believe I'm in one chat with all these people, women that Mm -hmm. we've looked up to who have been in our shoes. So I'm like, oh my God, can't believe it. Like saving names to numbers. (laughs) Yeah. But you guys literally didn't even think it was real. Because you heard about it, right? There was a producer. You spoke to somebody that like brought up this chat, and you did you like feel like it was a complete myth? I thought it was just like, oh, they have a chat, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like I didn't think it was real. <laughs> and then yeah, your phone started even... blowing up. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited we finally added you. It was a long time coming. Again, I think we all just dropped the ball those first couple of weeks. But you're in it for life. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, but... we're happy and excited. But back to this Bachelorette Bible, because it's something that we all should have been writing advice or just words of encouragement in. Obviously, it's now floating around somewhere. So I wanted to read you all just a couple bits, because this is actually something Michelle never even saw or read either. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick a couple from the different women. Again, Caitlin, Jojo, Rachel, and myself all wrote in it. So one is... We said to keep a journal. It'll help you remember this journey and help you find certainty in the end. Did either of you keep a journal? Yeah. Yeah. I did. You both I started did. getting like lazy with it. Like towards the end, it was just so much. And then I, I wouldn't write in it. But in the beginning, I tried. Yeah. Gabby, yeah it's hard. Yeah. Gabby, what about yeah. you? Did you keep it? I think we had the most like downtime, weirdly enough, during hometowns because we were <laughs> traveling. Um, in between each city so and that's when your relationships are getting really serious so that's when I journaled the most and it would help me but yeah I'm lazy with it it's hard to find the time write notes to each other too yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I would find a note from Gabby I love that I love that world, dating four different guys hometowns whatever it is you didn't have time to write in a journal no? Yeah. I didn't have time to like even assess what was going on in my brain. I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. Well, you were probably like, when you had free time, did you not just want to sleep? Yeah, mostly. But no. right. I don't know. Drink, sleep, pray. External <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> last. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, one thing, another one that was written in here is it's okay to feel totally out of control in your emotions and feelings. Open yourself up to fall, which I feel like we're starting to see as each episode airs. Do you feel like you both did that? We're able to fall in the end. Yeah, I feel like we both are so open with our emotions to the point where it's, what, episode four now, and we've already Mm -hmm. cried every single episode so <laughs> I feel like we are so open and like totally bought in to the, the journey. Mm-hmm. Were you guys like surprised with, okay, so like you said, week four, right? Were you surprised with the level of feelings that you could have even for like more than one person week four? Like did that, su- yeah, did that shock you? Um, I... Did I'm slower in relationships, like even on Clayton season, I had a slower start. 
So it is just who I am. It did take me a while to kind of come around. Um, not, I, I knew I was going to come around. I had to allow my space for it. It's not like I was shut down or all or else I wouldn't be here, but I knew I had to be patient with myself. And I think around this time it did start to click like, Oh, I think I know I can, this can work for me. And, but I don't know who I don't, you know what I mean? You have to remain like almost reset into every day. This is a new person, a new day like new feelings and maybe a new journey for me. So that was something that I really wanted to do for myself is like constantly allow my mind to change. Cause I wanted to give myself that space and the guys, I feel like I doing, I would be doing them a disservice if I had my mind made up right away. So mm-hmm. it was like a conscious effort waking up every day to reset and like reopen up. Like compartmentalize. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So Rachel, how about you? Like, do you, I feel like you, you've been so, so, so decisive. I don't even know if anybody, has anybody ever sent someone home on the first one-on-one date? I don't think so. Did we talk about that? I hate that I'm the first. I like, I didn't want that to happen. It was such a really hard decision. And that was definitely the date where I feel like every bachelorette has that moment of like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this like, isn't going to work. And I knew it was going to come, but I didn't think it was going to come that soon. But right. once I got over that, I really was able to like fully dive in. Like my next one of them was incredible and, and the one after. So yeah, that was, it was tough. I want to ask you this, Rachel, because I was actually thinking about it as I was watching the episode, because in this past episode, you were struggling this week. You know, you had your highs and lows and you had your great one-on-one date with Tino. And then after that, when you... I don't want to say crashed Gabby's group date, but you know, you showed up and the, and you felt like the men weren't paying attention to you. Was there any point, you know, in the past four weeks now that we've seen where you wish you maybe didn't ask Jordan on the first one-on-one and saved him for a little bit later? Or do you think nothing would have changed? Yeah, it really, it was just so crazy. The He was really the perfect pick for that first date. And he was, so incredible he is such an incredible guy but there was just something that wasn't clicking I think more on like the chemistry level which you know you can't really get past that once Mm -hmm. you kind of know you're not clicking in that area and for me I think I just knew in that moment that he wasn't going to be the one so I'm I wouldn't have said the I mean, it would have been the same thing down the road. So Eventually. it just happened a little I, bit sooner. Mm-hmm. I love that because it yeah. even it, it, something big or like nasty didn't have to happen for you to send somebody home. Doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. a bad person, but like for you to have the intuition and gut feeling like right off the bat and then you make a decision, stick firm with that. Like that says so much as well. Yeah. And you can't forget. force the chemistry. If it's not there, it's unfortunately just not there. Right. And I feel like you don't have to know on your one-on-one, this is who I'm going to end up with, but you have to leave with that thought of there's a possibility and mm-hmm. I could see this and I'm excited about it. And I just knew as soon as he started to open up, I didn't want him to share all these things when I knew I couldn't really reciprocate it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just where the decision ultimately came from. Yeah. Which I respect. Yeah. Honestly, I respected the hell out of it. Me and too. I know that can't be easy because as we all know now, cause we've been through it, those one-on-one dates, like you said, are reserved for people that you potentially see lasting and like see an, a long outcome with. And so to have to not give a rose during that point, like a rose ceremony is one thing because people expect to be going home. But on a one-on-one date, it's so much harder. And so when you did that, I was like, oh, she knows what she wants or what she doesn't want. She's going for it. 
I think me and Gabby too just also know kind of what it's like to be in a way strung along. So I feel like both of us, as soon as we had a decision, we we just kind of made it. And mm-hmm. that's, we carried it through the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially being on the sidelines and, you know, being with you as that night unfolded, I feel like the easier thing to do would have been to like give him a rose and just push through. But you're being so honest with yourself and like, I think he appreciated that level of respect too. And like, we know there's, there's not enough time as it is on our journey and it's fraction, like so split up between different guys. So it is, it's like, you're just, you know, allowing yourself to grow with other guys too. Mm-hmm. Like, also and that's why we're there. Mm-hmm. It also sends, exactly. It sends the message that like, they're not playing around y'all. Boys back at the house. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby, <Yeah. no. laughs> Gabby has referred to, I don't even know whatever one-liners. There have to be so many things that Gabby has said, just throwing heat at these boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. they, a lot of them do deserve Thank it you. many times throughout yeah. the season so far from what we've seen. Can you give us more behind the scenes of how that all actually went down that night when Jordan did go home? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked because, of course, it was crazy. No one ever expected that scenario, so we didn't have a plan for it. Mm -hmm. But as it was all happening, I was having a breakdown. I was crying, and I did call up Gabby. And I think people saw a little scene of her um, because I woke her up from, like, a deep, deep sleep (laughs) to take my call. But we definitely had a full conversation about it and just decided it was the best decision for both of us. Got it. So, so just to reiterate, you, like, even before you did not give Jordan the rose, that was when you called her. You're like, hey, I'm not feeling it with this guy. Maybe you are. I'm thinking of sending him home. Like, where are you at? That's kind of how it went down. I think maybe, it was Maybe more, not so blunt, but. It wasn't, it, it was not, it was like, it, it's going into it. I feel like our one-on-ones were so early that our first week one-on-ones, she was, you know, Rachel was like, I'm going to take Jordan. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, totally like, you know, I, I know he's here for you. If you do that. And then same with Nate, like our early one-on-ones we knew were safe. Like the other person wasn't going to get upset about cause they didn't feel a connection with them. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, she didn't even need to honestly check with me. Cause one, I'm going to support her no matter what. And two, is like oh yeah like wasn't even a thought I can Mm -hmm. understand on the watch back why people were so confused but I think our friendship like is so good and always comes first that it was just so unspoken like it wasn't even a thing were you guys able to have and maybe this is just me like something I would have wanted but were you guys did you ever have sleepovers together like after a long night I mean, I would always be crawling in her bed early in the morning, but we were on like different schedules for the most part. We would always like find each other in the morning and be like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. I love that. You got to find those moments when you're not mic'd up, when there's cameras not around where you can at least have your girl chat and get some thoughts out and, and not have everyone, you know, listen in and hear. That would have, see, that's why I wish I would have had. It would have been nice to have two bachelorettes on one season together is for that time, for that girl chat to like, you know, like where no one's kind of trying to spin it in a way to make a storyline or a show. You need that. So that's what I've been loving about watching you two together. It's you can it's very apparent when you're together. So I can only imagine what it was like when no one else was around. 
Oh yeah, we had so much shit to talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, we did. We would always try and find each other off camera and they would like pull us back into our rooms. Yeah. Let us go. Oh my gosh. I, with the producers, and I can just picture both of you guys. Is there, okay, bloopers, whether they're shown or just funny things that happen or weird things that have happened week one through week four, can you tell us something that happened that we have not seen? Even if it's off camera. I don't know if they'll show it. They kind of teased it in one trailer, but when on our one on one in Paris and Rachel and I got to meet up afterwards and Rachel was like, We should pull a prank and I'm like, Okay. And she so she was like, Let's tell the guys that we had such a good day together. We think it would be best to to switch on the night portion to see like if we're interested in the other one or just like <laughs> switch it up. And their faces drop. Like, oh they yeah, I'm sure. We were being so serious, like <laughs> not interested at all. <laughs> like, Tina was like, honestly, that sounds like hell. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and we yeah, didn't say oh, that no. verbatim, but before yeah. it was so, it was so Rachel, funny. <laughs> Sneaky Rachel, putting these men through the ringer. Oh, I love yes, it as they should. So before Michelle left for her season last year, she made a comment to me and she's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not super emotional. I'm probably not going to cry. Like, that's just not how I am. And I told her, I was like, you're going to have a breaking point and it's probably going to come way sooner than you expect. Um, I feel like weirdly enough, week two is out like from other bachelorettes that I've talked to week two is always that breaking point. Like you've gotten through night one, you've gotten to know some of the guys, the drama has already started. Um, when was that moment for both of you? It's all mine. (laughs) 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 No hiding it. (laughs) Own it. Um, Yeah, which same, like it came way sooner. And that's what everyone said too. They're like, everyone has their breaking point. Cause you Mm -hmm. go in being like, this is such an opportunity. I finally like have the power. I get to date all these dudes and like they're here. But it was like, Mm -hmm. surprise, we're going to throw a wrench in that plan. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like, you do put pressure on yourself and like it, it, it's your whole experience in dating, like your lifetime in dating all in one like you're Mm -hmm. uh, meeting guys that you don't have a connection with you're meeting guys that you really like that you're scared to have a connection with and the guys in the middle so that's all emotional just one-on-one and now it's unfolding one after another literally minutes apart like Mm -hmm. that is stressful and I feel like you just naturally put so much pressure on yourself I know as women we feel like we like to be chosen I think everybody does and even I you didn't always not even despite all of like the dumb shit that was said to both of us like without that you don't necessarily always feel chosen like it takes a lot of effort on on the other side like um you know the contestant side to step up and Mm -hmm. also choose you and I think it's a little different when there's a male lead because I never felt like I wasn't choosing Clayton or that he wasn't choosing me and I think it's it's maybe the like like woman being in a lead role. So for me, I'm like, this isn't as easy as I thought. It's not like all these guys are like groveling to get to me, even though I'm sure behind the scenes, like obviously they were really into Rachel and I. I think having two bachelorettes complicated things and how vocal they were. But they're also very timid, you know, like they're also mm-hmm. afraid of rejection. So it just wasn't as like transparent as you'd hoped because there's lots of fear involved. And I oh, think that is God. what... 
Preach, yeah, cause Gabby. my my breakdown all two hours. <laughs> I, okay, I feel like we need to talk about this because Bachelor Nation always is so hard on the female leads when I had a moment where I didn't feel chosen. Gabby, you, you're feeling that. Rachel, you feel that. And it's like you're in this position and you're uncomfortable because you haven't been chosen, right? You've been heartbroken. And it's really important for someone to choose you and put in the same effort. And then you get in this position where you are the person that is supposed to be chosen and they're acting like boys or having side conversations or they don't step up or they're super like laid back. And then you get emotional and you get frustrated because it's like, why am I still feeling this familiar feeling? Right. And then you cry and then the whole world sees it. (laughs) And then Bachelor Nation is like, oh, they're crying because they're not getting enough attention. It's like, no, that's not the point. It's really. Yeah. And there's so little time. The one second you get to see me, you should be trying to like come over or have a conversation or like make a moment with either of us. And it just felt like, you know, we would be so excited, like for like Gabby to go to the mansion. She was so excited for someone to pull her and have time Mm -hmm. and for them to not be stepping up. It's kind of like I'm putting in all this effort for you guys. So why is no one even attempting to to put in effort with us? It's it's really hard. And what I think you had that right or no. Did you have um, it? Well, so Michelle, I think it was a bit different for us too because because we were the only lead at the time where But the sleepover date for me was horrible. Like yeah. horrible. Did you have like that <sighs> frat boy boys are being childish playing with each other well, but not I definitely Frat noticed boy. it like there were times where and, and and I had to keep this in the back of my mind is like these men are living together. They are seeing each other 24-7 and they're only seeing me maybe a quarter of the time, right? And even when they do see me, it's all being pulled in different directions with different people. So you really, like you just said, Rachel, like you don't get that much time in general. And so I had to kind of revert to like, how did I feel as a contestant? Like when it was Ari season and I was one of 28 women, like when he would come around me just being a girl's girl, I'm like, I don't, and I'm not competitive in that way. Like I'm not the one to like be the first to go up to somebody and like, you know, pull him and be like, this is my territory type thing. Like I was closer Mm -hmm. with the girls. So I kind of stood back. So in a way, like I kind of understand at times that mentality of like, you don't like you're living with these men. You don't want to rub them the wrong way. Like when you have that alone time, you're going to make the most of it. But like when there's 70,000 people around, I don't necessarily feel comfortable being yeah like the loudest boldest person in the room but oh, um one week two that goes on right your patient oh, one is magical week two understand everyone's getting their bachelor yeah. contestant legs underneath them right week three yeah. okay like you're still being you know flexible well, week four you're like what are we doing here like, yeah you know what i mean yeah. you either have to adjust or not i feel this right? i feel like there's a time and a place like for both and like you said michelle like we've all dated guys who didn't make us feel chosen and I think having the two bachelorettes, really, it was a real experience. And I think it was so emotional for a lot of the viewers because women have felt like that. It doesn't go away because you're on TV. Like mm-hmm. this is real dating and this is real responses to real scenarios. And it's like, damn, I thought this was my chance to escape, but it's not. But I'm like glad that they aired it in a way that they did because it was so real and wrong. And this is why dating is so hard. Like our dating culture it's just not easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, men, for the most part, historically, are used to having 
women more so pursue them, you know, like, and especially a lot of men who are good looking have this complex where it's like, I don't have to work super hard because I know people will come to me and maybe, and I, mm. I don't know these men, so I can't say that that was the case, but that could have something to do with it again. It's oh, like, absolutely. You get these 30 hot hunky men into a room and yeah. they're, they don't know what to do because they've never had right. to, you know, work as hard for it. Um, yeah. And, and I have a, question mainly for Michelle, but you two also may have experienced this, but maybe it was slightly different because there was two of you is, did you ever feel like, because there's a thousand guys and, you know, very minimal women when you are the lead, when you were the bachelorette, did you feel like at times the guys made it more so of a competition and like, they really were into you for you, but like the idea of you and like the idea of being with the bachelorette and like winning, you know, and like competing against these men, did you feel like that? Ooh, Rachel, you mm-hmm. take this one. You, you take this one first. I mean, I think that's always the big thing going in. I mean, people are always like, do they actually like the lead mm-hmm. or is it because there is that competition aspect and it is a show And I don't know, I think for us, me and Gabby individually, I felt more just like, I don't know, when when there was two of us, it was like, well, do they really like me? Or is it because Gabby doesn't like them? So now they're trying to like have self-preservation. So I feel like it was a little bit different for Mm -hmm. us, but I totally get what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think at the beginning of ours, the competition was more like, who who isn't going to get rejected Mm -hmm. by both or either? and who is so then that their ego is trying to save themselves mm-hmm. from the rejection because there's two of us they could go to to, to the other one and like vice versa mm-hmm. but then I think it also later when we both had our own journeys I think it alleviated the competition that they had a choice right. like they didn't just feel like they were had to pursue one because there's two of us so like I didn't I in my head that's what happened is once we went on our two different journeys, like we both felt chosen us mm-hmm. and like my guys and my guys to me and then Rachel in the same like parallel scenario because yeah. they did have a choice, yeah. you know, we had a good grasp of who the other yeah. one was into like right off the bat with mm-hmm. like limo okay. entrances and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Jordan B such a nice guy, but not mm-hmm. necessarily what I would go for. So I was definitely full on like Rachel like, this is your man, you know, you explore. I'm like, it was never even a question of like, oh, Gabby, did you like, nah, girl. Mm-hmm. But we kind of, there was a lot of unspoken. Like, we just That's knew that about too. each other. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. if Nate, like, if something would have went wrong on that date, like, I, there's no way Nate could have come back to the house to date me. It was mm-hmm. kind of just like, once you went on that one-on-one, you were kind of spoken for in a way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm so that, glad okay. that you yeah. both said that because that was actually something that Michelle and I had talked about a couple of weeks ago because I, I was kind of shocked that Jordan just full on went home and I was like, there mm-hmm. had to have been a conversation that we just didn't see. So I'm so glad you cleared the air because, and, and I'm sure as the weeks and the dates went on, it definitely probably got much easier. But just that mm-hmm. first one, I was like, this is tricky. Like, I yeah. wonder how they're going to navigate this so early on, but also, Jordan, it makes sense. Could you imagine potentially, like, as a male, prior, whatever, ego, getting double rejected? Like, no, or how do you no, even do that? Nobody could. Someone sent nope. me home, so I'm coming back for, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even just, like, the circumstances are, like, just there's no way well, to win. Yeah, and them. unless yeah. he, I mean, because he was very vocal since 
mm-hmm. night one that he was there mm-hmm. for Rachel. So maybe had he not been all in and said that, it would have been different. But he was very spoken, well, outspoken about That's who, true. That's true. where he was kind of, you know, leaning towards. <laughs> yeah. But um, so a question for you two. Obviously, you both have such a great friendship. Have your families been able to meet and like, have they been able to bond over this crazy journey too? Yeah. Yeah. My dad and Gabby's aunt actually work for the same company. So they instant message all day. Instant message. Is that still around? The company's so cute. Probably like Slack, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's adorable. I love that. And they're like planning vacations together. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know about that. Yeah. So we oh my gosh, well, that's so fun. Well, <laughs> and one thing that we always say is, you know, everyone's journey ends up different coming from a season. Some people don't end up with anyone. Some end up engaged for a little bit or like, you know, ev- it all looks different. But I would say anyone that wants to go on a season do it because it's so worthwhile with the friendships you make. And not only between you two, but now like this is bonded your families and so like you just said like these experiences that you can take together outside of the show are so much more meaningful than some that you probably made you know in the two months that you were filming it's so special totally yeah it really is I love that I think one of my favorite things though about you two is just because even with so you talk about like that first night right Rachel, where you have you have your sidekick you get to speak with somebody when you go through this position as like a solo bachelorette you're standing out there by yourself that night one and like nobody's talking to you so the cameras are on you but you kind of like have conversations to yourself whether it's crickets mm-hmm. but like to see if you guys just kind of go back and forth with each other and actually just be able to relax to some extent and have fun and actually enjoy the experience even though you're nervous and laugh and everything and the men are awesome but I know that one of my favorite parts about being the bachelorette was the clothes and like Mm -hmm. the things that you got to wear and people for people who don't know when you go into this role you literally with Carrie Fetman wonderful guy brings you in like these however many days and there's just a room full of racks and racks of clothes with everything the carrie fetman special exactly we love how, it how <laughs> was that like explain explain how you felt just having those days where it's like a huge shopping spree with designer clothes you and feel like a princess you try on everything and you legitimately go 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 until you drop it's amazing it really felt surreal the first time I walked in there and it was just like the best experience ever. Like I think Gabby and I could stay in there for hours and just look mm-hmm. at clothes. Did you yeah. do, did you do mm-hmm. fittings together? Um, no, we did no. it separate in in the beginning. Okay. Um, Cause I, it's just too much for the whole season, you know, mm-hmm. for both of us, we couldn't even get a fitting in. I think we each had like two for the season before we started traveling and then did fittings also on the road so as carrie had his hands full with both of us he was he's always a busy man but he yeah he definitely i mean double the trouble this season we got to go back to i think it was week two when you know the night that some of the guys pulled you rachel aside to tell you what chris had been talking about and how he you know was going to approach fantasy suites and basically having this ultimatum without speaking about it first with you both 
it seemed like you both were very much on the same page. The second you heard that, you brought it to Gabby's attention. You were like, uh-uh, this guy is not for us. We're going to basically send him, kick him to the curb, send him home, you know. And mm-hmm. so you, it seemed like you both went into that conversation already knowing, already having your mind made up. But how did you both approach that? Was it that unspoken agreement where you're like, yep, this is what we got to do? Yeah. I mean, I think when I first heard it, obviously I was shocked because it's only a couple days in and that's already a conversation. Like, I just feel like we both couldn't fathom that that was even happening, let alone his, um, what he was saying that he would leave and everything on top of that. But I remember telling Gabby, I'm like, let's just hear him out. Let's hear what he has to say. And I think Gabby, it was you during the conversation. She was like, we're, we're going to walk you out. And I was like, a hundred percent totally behind her. It is kind of just like an unspoken thing. I feel like. Yeah. Like why would we want that guy around? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just kind of was a no brainer. I thought. <laughs> what did you think? Send when he, him home. What did you think when he came back though? We were like, <laughs> I like, is this production? Can somebody get back here? Somebody please keep this recording oh, of Gabby's it. face right now. That was gold. <laughs> In last night's episode two, Rachel, I think it was right after you sent Hayden home at the rose, like right before the rose ceremony when you were walking through, I want to call it a hotel, but the ship, which we should talk about as you're walking through the ship. I don't know if you just like went down another hallway, but there's like all these security people like trying to get out of the shot that you're walking around. And I'm like, this girl just needs some time alone. I literally don't remember. All I know is I was just like trying to book it back so I could just lay down and not speak to anyone because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I just, the Hayden thing, that's a whole other story. Oh, wait, can we get into the Hayden thing? So, okay, this is something that I always question with every contestant on every season. We saw it last year in Paradise. We're seeing it now. So when you confronted Hayden about what Meatball told you he was saying, he basically denied everything, right? Like he was like, I never said that. That wasn't me. That wasn't my intentions. You then sent him home. But for us viewers, we're seeing these little sprinklings of what he was saying about you girls and what, you know, kind of comparing you to his exes. And we don't even need to go into all the dirty details, but he's denying everything, but it's all on footage. So did you at any point like call that out and say like, it's all going to air at some point? I mean, I don't even think at this point, I didn't even know till like a couple days ago that it was caught on footage, but Hayden was already on such thin ice, especially now me looking back and seeing how the conversation actually went. The fact that he even got the benefit of the doubt is just Mm -hmm. like, I feel so horrible that that even happened. Like he should have been done right then and there, but then to add on all the things that he also said, it's just like actually horrific that someone would even talk like that to Gabby about mm-hmm. us in, in general. I, I have a lot to say. Well, and that was another thing too for you, Gabby, is he was saying, he's like, I was just reiterating what Gabby had said and she shouldn't say these things if she doesn't feel it or want somebody else to bring it up. And I was like, I just like his thought process of like reiterating anything mm-hmm. somebody would say, it, like whether it's negative for somebody he was potentially trying to date just right. is not okay. Yeah. So and now I don't think I ever called myself rough around the edges, maybe in like a joking form, but it was also right, like, right. that is definitely what hit. But even the way the conversation moved is at first he was like, um, you know, reflecting on my values, like you don't have values, like you don't even know me. And because of my right. value, 
and because you're rough around the edges, I am not interested in you. It's like that that was the big takeaway from Jacob Hayden versus yeah. a Tyler because that all happened right you know, one after another, but Tyler was so respectful. He was like, you know, I have mm-hmm. a better connection with Rachel, which obviously there's going to be guys, you know, that are here for one or the other. And he was so nice about it. And I was supportive. And I'm like, yeah, you should tell her if you haven't already. Cause at that point I knew Rachel was like really into Tyler. Um, but then the way the other guys did it was like, this isn't coming from like a genuine place. You're trying to knock me down. Cause something about me is making you feel insecure. And that's mm-hmm. what the audience saw too. But even now both of them have apologized. And it's like, it's kind of upsetting that you need like a public response to make you understand what you did wrong. Cause in the moment when Becca, you're saying like, Oh, did you tell Hayden? Like, we're going to see it. Watch back. I had that conversation with Jacob because he wasn't sorry mm-hmm. in the moment. Like when he went home at that rose ceremony, we fought and he was like, you disrespected me. And, I would do it again and again. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I didn't say those things, but you're smoking comment. I called him out and he's like, I never said that. And then he told me to play. Oh, he did. Yeah. He told me, he was like, play oh, back I the forgot. camera. And that. I'm like, that oh, was... we're going to play him back. Yeah. This mental all is that. about to be heated. Michelle and I have to be at oh, this mental all because I can't wait. Well, okay. So, Obviously, because Gabby, you just said this since last week, the men came out, you know, when that was all first airing in the first moments and they apologized. But now fast forward to a week later, we still have seen Hayden, unfortunately, on our screen, still saw him say terrible things about both of you, even though he sent out this apology last week. Like, where do you stand in terms of his apology now? Because I feel like if I was you. I would just wash it down the drain and be like, this is all BS to try and fix a public image. He's not, I don't feel like he actually means it. Apologize on social media for one. Like I wouldn't even see these if people weren't like sending them to me and you weren't even mm-hmm. sorry in the moment. Like you don't actually know what you're apologizing for because they're still defending their actions days later after it happened, which we have both Hayden and Jacob defending themselves saying they're especially not sorry and then now, months later, it's like, change, except that all of Bachelor mm-hmm. Nation is, like, coming for you. But you yeah. can't. And have you been reached out to or no? No. Not they haven't apologized that's my to issue either of you directly. Thing. Like, that's my issue is when people apologize to the public, but you don't apologize to the person that you hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, I cannot Preach, stand that. Michelle! Like, you apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully they'll like, put the puzzle pieces <laughs> together. But like, yeah, but seriously, like that's my issue with this. And it doesn't matter if it's a TV show. It does not matter if it is Instagram, social media, whatever it is. If you are going to apologize to the public, you're apologizing and solely for the public. You're apologizing for your reputation. Mm-hmm. You don't apologize. Do to it to the person. Hurt. If you're Ugh. truly sorry, do it to the person. I just don't understand these men that's sometimes. Oh. Exactly. I really hope Michelle and I will be able to be with you both around the mental all time, not only because it's going to be so damn entertaining, but I could spend more time with both of you drinking wine, shooting the shit, catching up, talking about everything. So I, I truly hope that we can all get together in person soon. But unfortunately, the time has come where we have one more thing before we have to let you both go, because I know how busy you are. And that is our game. So basically, this game... <laughs> 
It's very straightforward. It's called Gabby or Rachel. So we're going to ask you a series of questions, and you'll just answer with who you think fits it best, okay? Um, so, Michelle, would you like to take it away? Who takes longer to get ready? Three, two, one. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Who is more forgetful? Three, two, one. Me. Rachel. Gabby. Who is better at making toasts? Three, two, one. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the better cook? Three, two, one. Gabby. Who takes more selfies? Three, two, one. Gabby. I was going to say you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's a tie. <laughs> Who tells better jokes? Three, two, one. Gabby. Of course. It's a little less reserved. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more likely to trip walking up the stairs? Three, two, one. Don't. <laughs> Okay, You're Rachel, we saw you eat shit last year on the bloopers. <laughs> Have did either of y'all trip this season? No. No. Wow. I did on on the yeah. second night. Or first it was the first night. I tripped over my dress giving Mario the first impression rose. <laughs> That's talent though if it only happened once. Yeah, it again. Okay. She was falling for him. Yeah. Oh. Who is messier? 3 2 1. Yeah, me. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this we're messy in different ways. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, are, is Rachel like messy, like messy room? And then Gabby, you feel like you're messy, like social media, like mess, like what comes out of your mouth or messy? How so? Probably that definitely. Like Rachel's just such a hopeless romantic, <laughs> so I feel like she's like just you, I can't I don't want to give it's any I don't nice. want to speak emotion. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. It's like it's no, it, it's really fun to like keep up with or like every day. I think we're both like changing our minds like every day. We're like okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but you, you do you kind of remind know. me. You guys kind of remind, and I actually love this. Is like. If I had a partner on or like if we had a couple on, you guys know each other so well that I feel like you're at that level. But it's just because we're such close friends and I'm putting myself in this category, even though I don't know you. <laughs> but I love this. It's like the um, it's kind of like the newly met game, except the not newly met, you know? Yes. Who is the bigger baby when they are sick? Three, two, one. Rachel. Probably me. Uh, were you ever sick? Not this season. Yeah. Last season, I got really sick. No. All right. Okay. Before we get into our roses and thorns, I want you both to give us a word or phrase that sums up your entire journeys. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, crazy. 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 Do that. So it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Double <laughs> the trouble. Yeah. Double the drama. Double the love. Yeah, emotional. I'm kind of. Real good. <laughs> so yeah. Exciting. Oh, 
wait, I do have one more question. I'm sorry, but I need to ask this because obviously there's been so many opinions about having two bachelorettes. How would you feel or would you like to see two bachelor leads in one season? about this um now that like we're starting to get this question again I think Rachel and I have such a good friendship and so much respect for each other that we were able to navigate it like pretty well and nothing seamless but at least with respect to where nobody like really got their feelings hurt or felt betrayed by the other one um I don't think men would like average typical men <laughs> if you could find two mature enough to be in the role like maybe but I think there would be more competition and like less communication and less respect so I don't know I feel like they would have to be as close as me and Gabby are to make it work you have to like really love and respect that person because for both yeah. of us it wasn't even just about like our individual happiness we were always thinking about the others as well so you would have to find two male leads who really cared enough to want both or two yeah. male leads that didn't care enough to make it a messy season yeah. i was gonna say like it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be successful but like the females the women were done being the guinea pigs you know back-to-back seasons whatever it was with two one two women together y'all are making it work let's get two men in there mm-hmm. and see if they have you That's know the emotional intelligence to figure it, it out it would crash Even and burn out. but good tv <laughs> Even it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now for real, we actually have to let you go, but not before you share your rose and thorn. So, Michelle, do you want to start it off to make it easy? Okay, so for rose and thorn, you are going to tell us up until episode four, what has been your rose and what has been your thorn. And so I will go first with my rose has honestly been watching you two and your friendship unravel and just every just having bachelor nation be able to watch that and you're so different but you're also connected in such a special way that i could not imagine two other people that are better to handle this the first time around because y'all are doing phenomenal it's just it's it truly is amazing and you're doing a lot of a lot of wonderful things my thorn um would probably have to be just continuing to see um men and not like not have emotional (laughs) intelligence as they're working through this aka like rough around the edges and you know smoking hot yeah smoking hot who said smoke show someone said smoke show on one season before wasn't that an issue with Tasha? yeah we don't need to talk about it good god exactly why are we still dealing with this you know what i mean yeah i get it um becca take it away i'll go next my Oh, gosh. Well, I don't want to copy you, but I would say that's probably my rose, too. But I'm going to go with uh, something a little different, and I'm going to say it's Grandpa John because I just love Grandpa John so much. Oh, my God. He's at physical therapy, or else he could come on this, too. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, damn it, Gabby. Don't come back on the podcast without Grandpa John next time. Did you know he was going to be there, Gabby? Did you have any idea? Um, I found out the day before. I know. I'm like, my grandpa's here. It's honestly a whole story in itself, but it's for another time. He is the (laughs) gift that keeps on giving, and I hope we have not unwrapped all of Grandpa John in the season yet. I want to see more of him. Um, He's going to be my rose, and then my thorn. Yeah, just what Michelle said. I think just... Well, actually, I'll play off of that point and add to it and just say, like, 
the men have just said some stupid shit this season. They've handled things terribly. And I think just the fact that they've tried to give public apologies, even though, you know, even after those apologies were tweeted or posted, they still have said terrible things. Um, it just seems very half-ass and fake. And so that's going to be my thorn so far. So, Rachel, you take mm-hmm. it away next. My rose obviously is just having Gabby there truly even watching it back. I just could not imagine doing any of it without her and the thorn will probably watching like everything that they said to her, her like going through her own struggles for me watching it. I'm just like bawling my eyes at watching Gabby struggle, but just, I would say all of episode three and just how hard that was for both of us. That was definitely the hardest part. I feel like one of the hardest parts in the journey was all those rejections and those men. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gabby, you're up. Um, Similar. I'm going to give a specific for my rose. My favorite is in episode four when Rachel and I get to reconvene after our dates in Paris. Like we had been begging for a double date and they were like, okay, we'll try. We'll try. And then it finally happened. It was like literally so fun. I actually felt like I was back in high school um, just to be able to see Rachel so happy and like to be able to, I think we were both really feeling it in that moment. So to be able to see each other and like be happy for one another. Um, And then my thorn was all of episode three. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode three, hard week. <laughs> yeah, like, damn. <laughs> Let's move just, on. Just mm. bypass that week. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you both were so much fun having on today. Thank you. Like I said, I know that you're both so incredibly busy and you've been doing press like crazy. So I hope that you can find some time in these next few weeks to just relax and chill before Mentel All and the finales and the ending of your seasons. Michelle and I have no idea what happens, but we can't wait to mm-hmm. keep watching you both and supporting you from afar. And we're always here if you need anything, advice, questions, wine, girl chat, shit talking, whatever you need, whatever please is. let us know. We are here. And we'll get you that Bachelorette Bible. Yeah, please. <laughs> do it. Never too late. <laughs> I, might, I might have to rewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> like Republish it in 2022. <laughs> Take it yeah. to like Kinko's copies or something. <laughs> Thankfully, I have pictures of all of the pages, so I know exactly what it was word for word that we might just have to republish it a little bit. But thank you, thank you both so much. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, Michelle. I loved this little Bachelorette Palooza. That was such a fun episode. I love them. Like, they just make me smile. And it's just so much fun watching them. They're just so genuine. Yeah. They're so different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really hope this works out. Yeah. They'll I do be too. fine either way. You know, and I, and what I love, too, is, like, their, their roses were for each other. And, like, that just goes to show how how special and like crazy unique this journey is for anyone but the fact that like they found love and friendship with each other is so special um i i mean i really can't wait to have them on again i'm sure we'll have them on around the finale time maybe with partners i don't even need partners there because i'd love having those two together so we'll see (laughs) Um, i mean it's a minefield to navigate 
like this is really hard to navigate, but they're doing mm-hmm. such a good job with it. So they really are. And I it's special it. that they have each other to <laughs> lean on. So a huge thank you to Rachel and Gabby for joining us today. Of course, thank you, Michelle, for being here. I love doing this with you and it wouldn't be the same without you. And an even bigger thanks to all of our happy hour listeners. Don't forget, everyone, that you can catch all new episodes of The Bachelor every Monday on ABC or Hulu. And make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. And I wish I could have them on next week, don't you? Uh, every week. <laughs> Two times in a row. <laughs> Can you imagine we just but, start Bachelor Happy Hour with four be- bachelorettes every episode? Oh, God. <laughs> we wouldn't Dang, get that anything would be a challenge. Done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is already hard. But thank you, Bachelor Nation, and thank you, listeners. We will see you next week. Bye. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.